What's up, y'all? It's Sammy. I just wanted to say sorry before the podcast starts that I didn't put an episode out last week. Uh, I'm hoping that you enjoy this episode of the Why You Laughing podcast with me and my good buddy Abraham. And I uh, hope everybody's doing good. I'm doing well. Busy. Busy with work. Busy with life. Busy with projects. So be good, be cool, be careful, and enjoy the episode. Here we go. I don't want to do this show and have it be a giant blast of cheese, if you know what I'm saying. Hey, sometimes people like cheese, dude. I know. Why are you laughing? You have any tokens for the machine down the street? Welcome to the Why You Laughing Podcast! (laughs) Why do you think we can only be nice to each other whenever this podcast comes on? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my I haven't God. had you on in a while. I figured I would just slap you right away with a stupid question. Yeah. Why do we hate each other? Why do we so always hate we each other? <laughs> Why are we actually not friends outside of this? I think the problem is, is that, you know, when we're in stupid pandemics, it keeps us in our homes and outside of the real world. <laughs> yeah, we have a very different kind of interaction right now. I know. You know, we used to love each other quite a bit, and now it's... <laughs> Unfortunately, I ruin everything, so that's just... No, weird. dude. <laughs> we, we also can't discount the fact that most of the times we interact right now... We're with a bunch of really stupid people. Debutantes. Who, who love drama. I know. So it's just like degen conversations that's for like a, hours on end. That's a good thing to talk about. Like, why do you think that that is? Why do you think that that's such a, a fuel to the fire? Is it just because we all try to troll each other because we love each other so much? Or is it, are we really upset at each other? Oh, well, okay. My opinion on it. Okay. Let me just feel this backstory for a second because I cause about 89% of (laughs) that. Just saying. Um, The two things I know are one. Well, what happened to your finger? Oh, yeah, you told me like two seconds. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I cut it. Okay, well, for podcast context, I (laughs) totally ruined that. I was working outside like an hour ago, and I like blew my thumb open with a with a, a trimming saw, but uh, I'm all good. Well, you Just look, hurt. You look fantastic, as far as hey, I'm concerned. Thank you, dude. Um, no, the two things I know about that end of things, at least for me, is that if I'm not really good friends with you, I'm not comfortable enough to make fun of you like that like it's it's probably not good that that is the case that i'm the people that i'm closest to are people that i just pick on relentlessly but it is all in good fun like i really do not mean anything bad by that (laughs) but like if i'm like overly nice to you like it's mostly because of like i'm just not comfortable being like super close to you yet but if I'm in a close relationship with you, it's just constant, like, picking on you. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that might bother some people. So I like try and be conscious of that. Well, but I th- it bothers me because I'm very emotional. And I would prefer that you would just shut your yapper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you're not alone. <laughs> but no. the, other thing, the other thing I know about it, too, is definitely, like, even if it's, like, I don't think any of us starts out any conversation we have hoping that we irritate the other person. Mason! <laughs> <laughs> Except the only person that could possibly question that is him (laughs) he's maybe the only person who will actively start trouble because he thinks it's funny he has nothing else to do in his life except (laughs) wait for his unborn child and sit there like a cheese wagon like a mole on a log he's i've seen him be completely psychopathic with with how he gets his kicks in a conversation. For I've sure. seen it so many times. And I've done it to him and likewise and it, like the last time we talked he kicked me he kicks me from the channel, okay? Yeah. That's what pisses me off. It's like don't kick me from the channel. We're all yelling at each other. That's what we do. But then that's just like I'm kicking you. You're out. I'm like who else gets kicked from the channel besides me? Probably no one. Right. Or if they do get kicked, it's like they drag right back. <laughs> so I sent him a uh, I sent him a, a gif of like uh, see you later, homie, or something like that. He goes, dude, where are you? Come back to the channel. And I was like, have a nice life. <laughs> I think I remember him saying that from his end. That and he's he go- like, clap he- is not happy. <laughs> and he goes, you too. I'm like, great. Great. We get, dude, that's the thing about our friendship, okay? Not to detract from what we're talking about, but when him and I get in those situations, it goes right back to 20 years ago where we did not like each other. It was like constant competition and screwing with each other and like always trying to one-up each other, and this that's where it goes. That's exactly yeah. where it goes. I'm like, you know what? It is what it is, but it's it's <laughs> it is dramatically more different than it was 20 years ago we are we're super tight now. i love him he's my brother if mason if you're listening to the show i care about you and love you you just triggered triggered me a lot so let's just move on okay by the way this is i've been up since two so in case any of you try to judge me i really don't care i um I think I fell asleep at five and woke up at like nine thirty. How do you guys do that? I don't understand. Oh, it's all. not my it's not my intention to do it. Right. <laughs> it's not. But it ends up happening. Yeah. Hindsight, that would be an amazing title for our EP. What? Not my intentions. Not my intentions. True. I'm just saying. We have to talk about this because we have a huge project yeah in multiple ways i would say by the way this was ross's go-to move on the dance floor whenever we. oh i believe it box man i don't know what it means but it was always solid hilarious to see that little costa rican egg roll out there just (laughs) percolating and you know doing its thing yeah (laughs) televisioning um where do you where do you want to start like this is I don't know. It depends on. I'm so excited. 
Yeah, I guess it depends on because I pitch to you. I mean, okay, so we've been pitching to each other like song ideas for years at this point, right? And I think like we've always wanted to be able to record something, yeah. But at least in my opinion, it feels like given um, COVID somehow not going away even now Mm -hmm. and um like the idea of like the safest places still sort of being like open like what came to me first out of the hope of just doing something enjoyable but also like having a pretty deep desire to actually like play something was to do like an actual show outside right and um so we're still like actively working on how that's going to be coordinated Mm. yeah i mean you texted me earlier about doing a cover which like i'm completely open to doing multiple like you are okay i was curious because i have some ideas for covers that i think would fit with our theme yeah um but also just to preface this for those listening the whole talking about songs over the years thing is really based on like just scheduling differences. It's like, you know, Abram's busy with his cleaning jobs and everything that he's doing at home. I'm busy with my two jobs and doing the podcast and having my own projects going on, especially like right now musically is definitely did not what i not what definitely not what i thought i was going to be doing but uh and i'll talk about some of those things later but uh i am very excited for five out of ten to finally be performing because i think that playing live is something that is desperately needed right now especially for people in the audience who don't get to do so much you know and uh it'll be cool to collaborate i know you're working on stuff for this thing i am too um but i wanted to talk to you about something that's pretty cool so uh there is a and we could talk about this off camera but there is a private party that you just got invited to. Okay. So it's in October. It's on the 16th. And okay. it's all your music. Like whatever you want to play, you, you got like a 20-minute set. So I just wanted, Jeez. To, I wanted to tell you that. If, okay. I invite you to that if you would like to come. It is, we would be honored to have that mustache in presence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to accept before I heard that. <laughs> but, uh, now. No, no, that would be cool. I would love to do something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's you. It's you, me, and Lost in Transit. Okay. And possibly Cornelius. Okay. Which yeah, that sounds all great. of us have played live together before, so it'll be... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to do that. That sounds great. It is great. I mean, I think... Like, obviously, there's... um, It sounds stupid to call it some kind of connection you have, but, like, 
you have some level of connection, or at least hopefully you do when you're playing live with people. Like the audience and you should have some level of connection. But for me personally, like I want to play music because I want to (laughs) at the moment. Like I am just looking to do it because I would really like to take that opportunity because that's just something I felt like I've needed to do for a while. And I have not had an opportunity to do it like the way I want to uh, recently at all. So it would be nice to. I know what you mean because it's like there's something about, and I've always said this, there's something about being on stage that is just a different level of adrenaline. You know, it's like you can can go out on a walk and, you know, see things that are cool, but like when you're up on stage and the totally bad analogy, by the way, but when you're up on stage... (laughs) And you're and you're playing your stuff and it's like it's hitting people or whatever or you sort of because as musicians you judge yourself so much you know yeah. and but once the final product is done and you sort of get it together and you have it down pat into a science it's the moment when you get up on stage and you play it right it's like wow that's a different level of feeling good about I think for us anyway, for you and me personally, it's a different level of feeling good about yourself. Like, yeah, the bigger the bigger uh, positives outweigh the bad in my mind. Yeah, it's for me. It's kind of weird to talk about in some ways because I feel like I feel like it's hard for people to understand the thought process that goes into writing something sometimes. Mm. Like, not in a way like you wouldn't understand, but it's like, um, and I've talked about it before, I think even on this podcast, where it's like, for me, there are, there's like, say, 100% of things that go through my mind on a, on a, on a particular day. And with the people that I decide to talk to during each day, like maybe 60% of that gets aired out, whether it be like positive through the negative of whatever's going on in my mind, like 60% of my thought processes may be out there or less Mm -hmm. to at most right now, at least like four people a day, like a maximum. And so, for me, it's given me an opportunity not to, like, keep secrets from anybody, but basically just, like, with everything else that I would be otherwise uninclined to talk to anyone about, I can literally just be like, okay, so then why don't I take everything that I feel awkward about talking about, putting it here, and then packaging it in a way that everyone else doesn't have to feel uncomfortable listening to like it's filtered you know you filter out certain things through certain people and then the other extra stuff goes into music yeah and it's just like i can it's like if the the microphone and the guitar and everything else that's around the wording that's in my mind is helping me to talk to like this conglomerated person that's just kind of made up of all these recording pieces like it sounds dumb to say but it's like i'm talking at someone that i 
don't have to talk to basically right. not in like a depressed sort of way it's just like i feel more comfortable sitting here playing to either an imagined audience recording or a real audience where there's somewhat of a disconnect where i'm not like sitting next to someone being like hey here's what's on my mind and then right. i can just air out everything else in a way that they don't have to be like oh geez this sucks you know, and I don't have to be like, here's a laundry list of what's been going through my mind, positive or negative. You know, here's a uh, here's a table of contents and like the declaration of independence of thoughts that are in my yeah. mind. Yeah, this is a two hour diatribe. Dude, I don't have to do that. Seriously, you read my mind. That's exactly the things that you can't say or that you feel you can't say to somebody in public. You say privately on a song yeah and then you know when when you're ready it's like you're sort of performing that message publicly yeah i get it that that is a seriously that's i can remember when i first started writing songs i was probably 14 and i'm sitting in my bedroom from this broken situation where Okay, my band is falling apart. You know, Ross just moved to Florida. Me and Christian were, like, on the rocks because he was sort of falling off the face of the planet. And I wanted to continue playing music. So it's sort of, my environment sort of forced me into, like, okay, how do I communicate what I'm feeling right now through music... And how do I learn how to write a song? Mm. My philosophy back then was like, write your ideas out on paper. Try to make it into a story or a rhyme or something like that. Because I was really into rhyming at that time. Yeah. That's why I love hip hop so much. So at that time, it was just like, I got my notebook out. My green notebook that I talk about on this podcast all the the freaking time. Which I have to stop doing because people are getting triggered. So... I write it down, and, uh, you know, before you know it, I'm looking for open mics, and someone comes up to me and tells me it's every Thursday here, so I I end up going, but that's that was my outlet at the time for my frustration, yeah, for my anxiety, for my joy, because it's like I finally had something where I could just let go, just let go. Yeah. And not have to worry about all the other stupid things that were happening in my life. Because it wasn't just the band. It was stuff going on at home, stuff going on at school, stuff going on at, you know, me it's trying anything. to make money. It's everything. Yeah, it's it's really anything that you feel like should be said in that way. Yeah. And I think, like, the one of the closest ways to explain it is, like, if you are not inclined to do something creatively yourself where like you're painting or you're drawing or you're anything honestly if you're doing anything he's taking a picture of me this dude all right no cameras no No, paparazzi i I wasn't taking a picture dang dude you gotta pay for that all right that's right baby um but it's like if you uh if you aren't inclined to do that sort of stuff on your own but you 
appreciate that stuff when other people do it. Like you enjoy listening to music or you even movies or any kind of art. If you like enjoy looking at it because it means something to you. Like if you can imagine what it would be like to take whatever that art form is and try and do it with, you know, relation to whatever's going on in your own mind. Like that's sort of the process of doing it. Mm -hmm. And I would like to, I don't know. It's weird because I I would kind of like to demystify it a bit. I feel like there's, there's this sort of like barrier some people have, at least when I've spoken to them, they're like, I don't know how you can write songs where it's like, <laughs> well, I don't know either, but it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Like I, all it really takes is writing your thoughts out on paper. Right. And once you do it enough, you just get better at it. It goes back to like what I've always said about, you know, I like comedy. I just did my first comedy show last Sunday. I haven't done comedy since I was in the first band. And so it's like it's an interesting it's an interesting like logic for me when I go back to something that I haven't done in a while and it's my own material and it's a it's kind of like a side passion but a lot of musicians are closet comedians and vice versa. They oh, they just, love the yeah. other connection, yeah. Yeah, and they just didn't, like, some of them just didn't have the guts to go try it. But, you know, you got people like Dean Del Rey, you know, uh, Rudy Sarzo, I believe, and, you know, and, and a lot more that really have crafted their creativity into something brilliant that maybe you never even thought you could do before. Like, going up on stage after such a public, you know, band thing was happening was by myself was a very different atmosphere. <clears throat> but it's like you have to go out and try things like that. Otherwise, you're just going to sit there. Yeah. So, you know, I I like those types of challenges myself. Yeah, I'm in a weird position where I'm trying to transition from doing stuff with like one guitar to doing stuff with a lot more than that. And hopefully eventually including, you know, other people at a time in recording and playing live, but it's just a struggle even to like to add dimension to something I've already been doing, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's fun as hard as it might be. One thing I always like about your writing is the stories that you tell within the songs. Because, you know, I've known you forever, and to hear you sort of branch out and try new stuff, and, you know, you're not, you're not always talking about the same thing. And even if you are, it's crafted to a way where you wouldn't know it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're not always talking about people. It's so funny. People talk to me about you sometimes and they're like, wow, he seems really depressed. It's like, <coughs> no, he's not, he's not dep- like, I mean, even if you were, I wouldn't <coughs> tell anybody, but it's, it's not about that. It's about telling a story and moving on, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not, 
it's not like you're trying to make people concerned. It's like this is just your craft and how you, how you, uh, how you put a, a microphone to it. Really. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the the best way to explain it because I have had people tell me the same thing about myself, which is like, <laughs> I've had people tell me like, you should make happy songs. I've had people tell me, uh, you don't seem depressed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I've had people tell me, like, um, or I- I've had people ask other people, like, is he okay? <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. no. 24 hours out of the day, I'm completely sobbing and I'm unhappy. <laughs> um, no. It's it's not like <gasps> it's ju- it's literally that every single one of us is going to have like road bumps, whether it be like many in one day or you have like one every year. I don't care. Like you're going to have road bumps and you're not going to feel 100 percent like all the time. It's just not going to happen unless you're on something like, <laughs> it's just it's not gonna happen facts and so how you choose to deal with that is entirely up to you yeah but for me like i have uh, been pretty fortunate to be able to consistently lock all of that emotion into an area where it doesn't start creeping into like any other situation there are times when it does because like covid literally ruined like everyone's thought process for like Mm -hmm. a year and a half Mm -hmm. it's literally just like exploded all the negativity across every other thing that they're doing dude that's that's why i in a lot of ways doing the show saved me because you know me dude if i was I'm the type of person... You need interaction with I people. I constantly need to be doing something. There's no situation... Yeah. And I, I I know I get it from my dad. <coughs> because he's constantly, like, fidgeting. Like, oh, yeah, what's... Oh, look at the kitty. You know, it's like... There's just certain things that I need to have in my life. And doing yeah. a show... I, I've heard people comment on it. Like, somebody said something... I think I told you the story or whatever... Like, I made a comment on this guy's comedy page, like, how is this funny or whatever. And some guy actually took the time to check me out and go, it's better than your uh, than your backwater podcast or failure of a podcast or whatever it was. And I just had to laugh because it's like, you took the time to go check it out and listen to it. That's on you, dog. And it just makes me laugh because it's like, I love that kind of stuff. And even if it is a failure, I love doing it. I don't need anyone's approval to sit down and talk serving its purpose yeah exactly that's this is what we do this is what we do yeah so no it's serving its purpose so let me ask you a, a kind of a personal question i guess is there a reason that your podcast kind of never took foundation or is it something that you still want to do or like have you thought about that recently at all, or what, what's what's your mindset on that right now? It's a good question, because <clears throat> I was talking to someone like two days ago about 
like what's been going on with me in general. Mm. And it, it wasn't directly in relation to like a podcast specifically. <clears throat> it was more of just like, what have I been doing with my time? And it's a position I'm in where I have like, I would say probably there's so much dead air here while I'm thinking about it. No, uh, I love it. Probably like eight or nine different ideas for um, like a YouTube channels, mm -hmm. uh, podcasting, doing stuff creatively with music, like three different projects on my mind just with music. Two of them that I'm actively working on. Like I'm working on stuff on my own that is going to go into this show that we do. And I'm working on something else. Uh, Last Dance Variety Hour. You're not going to know what that is. <laughs> but I mean, nobody is except for like four people. So those people, if you listen to this, you know, I'm still working on that too. Um, Sweet. And then uh, like, yeah, the YouTube stuff that I've been trying to do is mostly in relation to like uh, video essays on music that I am like really appreciate that I'm also actively working on, like trying to do script writing for recording uh, videos about stuff that I really enjoy listening to, and like yeah, I feel are somewhat overlooked. Uh, so I've been doing that, and so over time it was kind of like. I've sat here and turned on Audacity and I've just recorded episodes of podcast where I'm talking, but it's like, I don't feel or haven't felt or didn't feel when I did it, at least like, I didn't feel like I was in a position to be a creative enough speaker to do podcasting where I was just talking. Like, uh, it needed something else, which is basically where, like, the video essay format idea came from, where it's, like, if it's a video essay, I can add some kind of visual content over what I'm talking about. And in video essay format, I'm not set to a time schedule. Like, I wouldn't want to start a podcast and be, like, it's coming out here and then not commit to the time, you know? Right. Which I don't have anything against podcasts that take the time to just push out good content when it comes. Like, I don't think that's a problem. But at least for me, I know that I would want to, like, <clears throat> I know that I would want to have something timely mm -hmm. if it was going to be a podcast. And so for me, like, the podcast idea was to interview people and talk about like 10 songs that have influenced them, like a playlist for life mm. and however it influences them in their day to day. That's a good idea. What, whatever that means to them, you know, we can go through the list. We can talk about like what it means to them, where they heard it, whatever they want to do. Like, I'm leaving it in their hands to talk about what's comfortable for them. That's so dope. Which I love the idea of. Like, I still love that idea. 
I'm like thinking about it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the issues that I ran into when I started coming up with the idea were like the concept of 10 songs that influence you means something drastically different to you than it would to like my sister or to other musicians that we know. Yeah. So the idea of like what that means to them might result in something completely different from the podcast idea originally, which I'm fine with. But then I was like, if it's going to be contained to the idea of like 10 songs that influence you say in like the categories of like emotionally over time, what helps you to deal with something if you're a musician, like what influenced you in that capacity? Or like, what do you listen to that helps you just get through things? Like, what are the songs that you always come back to? Even if it's as simple as just like, I love this sound. Like, whatever that is to you, what are those 10 songs? So if it's those categories that you're going to do, then maybe I shouldn't be trying to set a weekly or monthly basis to like pick a person I know and interview them for that. Maybe the better idea would be to take it in the direction of the video essay format and just like delve more deeply into like the person themselves, if mm. that makes any sense. Like, like, you, like you don't want them to necessarily <clears throat> just rattle off 10 songs and start talking about them. You want to do more of like an interview sort of proce project or something like that. Yeah, because I think it runs the risk if you're doing like a weekly thing of um, of the people being interviewed kind of missing the point. Right. Of like, this is personally for you. Like, one, for you to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about in relation to music, which is, in my opinion, like, <clears throat> the most powerful art form of them all. Mm. Which sounds really pretentious to say, but like, That's how I, think, I think music affects you more deeply than anything else if you let it. I really do. I agree. And uh, it can literally change the course of your life, depending on whatever it is that you're listening to. Like, yeah. it can do immense things, uh, good and bad. I'm so um, sick of these pop-ups, I'm going to sue the computer company. <laughs> literally, go find a tree. God. <laughs> Dude, I wish I was smart, because then I would be able to use my computer to the best of my ability. But unfortunately, I'm... Gumby when it comes to trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Stupid pop-ups, I apologize. Continue. It's, it is fine. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, I'm not averse to doing podcasts regularly. I'm really not. But in terms of, like, the ideas I had for the podcast I was going to do, mm -hmm. they're still there. I just started to feel as I was fleshing the idea out more in my head, that it would make more sense to do it with people that I knew would kind of like get the scope of what I was trying to do in the first place. And that is to say nothing bad of the people 
that I originally had in mind. Because I was going to pitch it to musicians that I knew and just friends in general and hope that in the future it would gain somewhat of enough popularity to the point where I could pitch it to people I didn't know. And I could yeah. interview, you know, musicians who have had very successful careers, you know, and talk to them about what stuff means to them. Because there's got to be so many interesting stories there, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I just watched a video of Metallica. They just turned 40. Mm-hmm. And they were on Stern. And, like, they were sitting there with Miley Cyrus, which, you yeah, know, don't even get me started. It's fine. Uh <laughs> But anyway, they collaborated on a, a live version of Nothing Else Matters. And then what happened was is that Elton John, who just redid this, just did this like album about uh, like uh, you know, quarantine sessions or whatever it's called. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if he covered songs. I haven't even listened to it. I'm just hearing about this for the first time today. So, I mean, but when he was talking about that song, you know, James Hatfield started to cry. Because it's like Elton John means so much to so many people. Yeah. And even to Metallica, who's a full metal band, they still love all that stuff. Oh, the influences for any band could come out of nowhere. Come out of nowhere. You know, Tupac and and uh and Jada Pickett love metal. Yeah. You know, that was their that was their bread and butter. Hip hop only came later for him, but like they really loved metal music. They'd go to metal shows, you know. It's like, it's crazy yeah. to see what really makes a musician a musician. It really is. Yeah, and what what it is ever whatever it is in their mind that they like like clicks with them is like that being something influential. You know, it could be so many different things that they draw on in one song. Yeah. Like there's there's music. If anybody has listened to the music I make, that you you wouldn't, on contact, think that it's influenced by like super hyper pop music or influenced by like doom metal. But mm-hmm. there's influences from you know all over, whether it be from the songwriting or from the melodies that they play or the way they play the instrument itself, right. like. Or friends, all that sort of stuff. Or yeah, friends or stories. You know, it's it, com- yeah. it comes from everywhere. Yeah, it really, no, it really genuinely comes. comes from everywhere. Yeah, you know, it's hard to believe that. Like, I was listening. This is gonna sound so pretentious, but I was listening to my EP today, and you know, just thinking about our project and like when we actually do go play live the songs that I want to play and how I sang it and you know how it's yeah. going to sound when we do actually do it live because I haven't played any of these songs live yet anything from my EP besides like uh, over I haven't yeah. played live same same here so you know I'm interested to see how that will translate into you know a live setting like with you and uh you know, just like, especially when you think about it, you've done a lot of solo stuff. So it's like for me to sort of get back into that range yeah, is, is why I was sort of listening and rethinking of how I want to do certain songs, you know, so I'm excited. I'm nervous at the same time, but 
you know, like just something as, as small as like, you know, the pitch of the song. It's like, do I want to mm-hmm. use my capo for this song? Do I want to go to a different octave? It's like all these things are running through my mind when I think about what I want to do for this. Yeah. So it's like for people who go out and do math for a living, like algebra <laughs> or, you know, uh, calculus or whatever it is, that's how complicated a musician mind works too. Like not necessarily with numbers, but like how how we're going to translate a song into a feeling. Or a feeling into something that you can relate to. That. Like literally an instant emotion, like thought process. Like how do you take the like two seconds of emotion and explain what that felt like to somebody else who has like not heard it? Right. And possibly can relate. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal at least is like my intention, if, especially playing live is for someone to hear something and whether it be the melody or the lyrics or both be like, I know what that's about. Like, even if it's not what I'm thinking about, you relate to the sound or the feeling. I'm so excited to hear you play live again. Like, honestly, for those listening, if you've never seen him live, Abram literally levels the room. Like, you, you get up there and for what you play... And the way, like, I've always said this is how unique your voice is. It's, it's, it's incredible to watch how much energy you put into your show. You know what I'm saying? It's like you get up there and... It's a quiet energy, but it is an energy. It is. It is, but it, it's like, it's as you said in the beginning, it's making that connection. Yeah, I mean, it's always the attempt. Yeah. I'm hoping... Like that's the that's the main goal always is to like have some sort of like understanding. Sure. Because that's literally the goal of why I'm writing it is like I want something to be heard. So if I'm literally standing up there making no attempt to connect with who I'm playing it for, then it's failed already. Yeah. Which is another thing. I don't know if you know this. Nothing that I have recorded and released has been played live since hoodstock in 2018 oh my god so everything that i've played live since then even if it's just like on discord for friends or something was written for that like it's not been recorded did you have some not to put you on the spot but i know you're talking about a song that you possibly wanted to play on here did you still want to do that i have something i can play it if you want i mean i think i will tell you what here I feel very Howard Stern right now. Howard Stern. Even though I'm not Jewish and you know. Um that is a long cord, my friend. Yes. Thankfully. It's like 8 feet or something. <laughs> it's like how is he getting up and walking around right now? <laughs> so here's the thing is I was planning on playing something. What is that? It's a guitar. When did you get a nylon string? Um, my grandfather wanted to play classical guitar, so he bought one that was like five bucks at a garage sale. And then he moved from where he was living in Connecticut to New Orleans, and he didn't bring it with him. So he was just like, take this. (laughs) You know how to play it. I don't want this. Get it out of my sight. So this is what I've been, this is what I recorded 
Alabaster on, I believe, and what I recorded um, Funeral Comedy Residency on, and uh, like whatever's been on YouTube and stuff too. Did you record Ruby with that one? No, Ruby was with the other one. Gotcha. So I got this like, like late last year or something. So just play a couple chords so that I, that I know it sounds okay. Okay. So I was planning on. I think it should work. Will it work? Yeah, I th I think so. As long as you okay. sing, you sing loud and loud and sing proud, loud. like our ancestors. Sing loud and proud. Um, like I was Bill Casby. On... <laughs> I hope not. I don't know what that means, but whatever. I was um. I was planning on playing something, mm -hmm. and um, then I hurt my thumb. <laughs> oh, that's right. I just definitely should not have asked you that. I apologize. Well, no. I mean, I, I can do it. I just figured out that I can, but I I was not sure if I was going to. No! <laughs> but, um... For those who don't know, nylon string guitars and regular guitars, two very different animals. Yeah, I'm. I am terrified of the day that I will need to restring this because I don't know what I'm doing. That's a fact, Jack. That's like me with my acoustic bass that you see in the background over here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen there. I don't know. I'm gonna I don't have know to send I'm it doing. to Jonas and be like, "Yo, dude, if you can do anything with this, let me know." <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. But hold on. Okay, so I'm not gonna be able to hear you for a second. I'm going to plug my mic into, or I'm going to plug my headphones into my mic so I can just test, like, how it sounds okay. on my end. I hope I can still hear you. You should be able to. It's just to test. You can still hear me, right? Yeah. Okay. So I can't hear you, but this is temporary. <laughs> my computer explodes. Oh, I can hear you. <laughs> um. Da -da -da. I'm gonna tilt it down a bit so the guitar picks up a bit better. All right, all right, all right. All right. What's the song called? Right. <clears throat> so, um, this is a work in progress, so it's not finished. Um, but we're getting there, of course. And, um, this should be, uh, I'm going to send this to you because I'm hoping that we can, <clears throat> we can work on it a bit, uh, together because I want to do it for the. Like the connection, like the the duo bit of five out of ten show, so we can do some cool harmony or something with it. <clears throat> so what's this called? Uh, it doesn't have a name yet. Great. But uh, we could give it the working title of just like, I don't know, <laughs> like. Suck these leaves. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. That would be the, would be the worst name. I'm just for it. kidding. Gosh, don't attack me on the internet. <clears throat> uh, 
Um. Yeah. All right. I my mean, st- I'm, I'm mustache I'm, rising. Hey. <laughs> hey. All right. I'm wasting time. No. So. Yeah, you're good. You're cool, brother. All right. Are we ready? Yep. All right. Station Terminal 9 I'm taking a light ship To next neighborhood sky Gonna find a stone or two Worth my priceless life I might find someone Not as good as you But that's better for me better for you too I don't know what's coming but I know that I might die if I don't try to board the light ship leaving terminal 9 Phone wires reaching out into space Leave something to be desired Leaping out like hands Grasping for something I can see Phone wires, where are you going? Where are you reaching? Is it the next place that I will be sleeping? Will I find you there? Something like home You will be losing Your mind slowly If I don't return To you Samson Station Terminal 9 Taking the light ship to the neighborhood sky I'll be there soon Stop the bleeding in the waiting room I'll be there soon Yes! I love it. Amazing. Yeah. As usual. Managed it. That's so great. Thanks. Tremendous. Hopefully everyone heard that okay, because I heard it pretty well. If not, we can cut it out and just say that it sucked. I can't cut it out. I don't know how to do that. So, 
<laughs> well, great. I have someone that does my editing, but unfortunately, he's busy with life. So, I'm so glad I committed to it. <laughs> might not work. No, no, no. It sounded good in my headphones. You should be good. Okay. Great, man. That's awesome. Well, well, if you get the recording of it, you could. You should. Well, it'll be up, so I don't let me hear it. I'll hear it eventually. It's fine. It'll be up tonight. It'll okay. Up tonight. Yeah, I. Uh, it's crazy, man. I always think that, and I think you probably feel the same way. Sometimes these uh, unplugged acoustic sessions are really better than the original recordings. Like sometimes. You hear people, I keep mentioning Howard Stern for some reason, but like people get on there and like Billie Eilish does that song when the party's over on Howard Stern. I think that that's mm. 10 times better than the recorded version in Dude, my opinion. Live, live in general gives you like an extra dimension of whatever it is Yeah, that you just don't, you, you don't get it when it's in studio. Like studio stuff is crisp and clean and it's nice. Because it's like the perfect recording, right? But you miss something. I don't know what it is. But when you hear it live, it's tremendous by comparison. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like... It's such a different feeling. Again, we keep going back to connections with the audience. But that's really what it is. It's It's a connection to people that they don't have when they listen to the recorded version. You know, it's like... How badly did you want to hear Johnny Cash sing the last record of his life live? Oh man! You know what I'm I saying? I could not imagine seeing that. Like, uh, you know, I actually could not imagine seeing like, that. That would have been the single greatest live concert of all time. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's if he was, and again, you know, not at the top of your game physically. It's very hard to duplicate that into a live setting, but at the same time, it would have been so great if, like, you know, those songs had come to life in a in a different in a different way. It would have been amazing. Yeah. No, it would have been great. Yeah, it would have been so good. You know, I'm I'm super excited for you know our project. I'm super excited for. You know, our plans to hopefully do some recording. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm I'm super pumped. I, I can't I can't emphasize it enough. So, Dude, if this show if the show turns out how I'm envisioning it and how I have planned it in my head. I do not you know me to not be the type of person to be like this is cool, something I'm doing is cool, you should check it out. But if it turns out how I'm envisioning it, it will be like, it will be something that I hope you feel inclined to go see, and I hope that you do see, because I think it'll be really good. Yeah. And like, it, I genuinely think you'll enjoy it, and I think it'll be very good. And also, you know, this won't be the only time we do it. If it bodes well, we'll take, I hope we'll not. take it. We'll take it other places. Cause yeah, if it works, I would love to do it more. For sure, we could take it. We could take it a bunch of different places. Like I know, I was just talking to a buddy of mine down south who's uh, in a new band, mm -hmm. and they play live all the time. So we could get venues down south and wherever That's it is. Great. <clears throat> but. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. This it's 
It's going to be fantastic. It's it's going to be fantastic. I already know because I'm involved. <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't know if you could see this, but this is a collage I made when I was in, like, kindergarten. And it's, is that what that is? It's on a mug, so be jealous. <laughs> I thought that was, like, a museum mug. I was like, that's some... Um... <laughs> That's some highfalutin painting that somebody did on his mug over there. Yeah. He's flaunting he's flaunting his pretension over there. Yeah, right, please. Like look at that and puke. <laughs> I genuinely couldn't tell what it was. I was like, that looks like some painting from from MoMA or whatever. No, no you know, it's because it says Sam, like right in the bottom oh, of the tin corner. Yeah, no. There's there's it's way too blurry. There's no way I would have known. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, hey, listen, we're all artists in one way or another, even if we don't do anything. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, man. Just look at Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't. I don't like that. Uh, I don't like that op- uh, option. You Bro, I made me. such a stupid joke at that comedy show. <laughs> one of this them, is not good. One of them was. <laughs> Working, but I said working at Beaver Street <laughs> was like <coughs> being blind and behind the wheel of Stephen Hawking's wheelie cart. <laughs> oh my god! And I heard one woman go, <gasps> and I was, <laughs> I was like, "That's how you know you made it as a comic." Was because somebody went, oh. <gasps> And somebody was like, oh, that was something you're not oh, supposed to that was said. a stupid thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, well. Well, what are you going to do? Anyways. All right, friends and family and savages. we got to wrap this thing up. But, uh, Abram, I love you. You're the greatest. We had a good time, dude. And uh, thank you for always doing this and coming in the clutch and being such a good friend to me. I appreciate you. I appreciate your mustache. I appreciate uh, your There's height. a lot of mustache talk. Right. Okay. So now I know you're trolling me. No. i serious. <laughs> I had one. I had a lot. No. You ago. said I appreciate your height. No. I was going to say I appreciate your honesty. I didn't get to oh. finish the word, but. <laughs> yeah. All okay. I heard was I appreciate your height. And I was like, all right. I do so. appreciate your height. It's very nice. Really? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Short-term memory loss, my bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, everybody, this has been a Why You Laughing podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sorry that the episodes are, you know, coming from here, there, and everywhere, but unfortunately I have things going on, so I apologize that I missed last week, as you heard in the incoming message, so... Uh, stay tuned. I got another episode coming out this week as a makeup. So thank you very much. And go check out Abram on all platforms iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, uh, what, um, 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 Twitch. There's a YouTube channel. Yep, well, YouTube. yeah. Yeah, I suppose there's a Twitch. Do you yeah. have, do you have your, uh, all your music on your YouTube channel? Um, so if you Google my name, you will find it under like YouTube released stuff, but there's also just my YouTube channel where I post stuff that doesn't usually end up on streaming services. Mm-hmm. So that's just like either practicing 
or like in, I usually will post stuff that I improvise there. So it's like one off like improvised songs will end up there. So, so if that is interesting to you, then I guess you could check it out. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everybody stay cool, stay positive and uh, do yourselves a favor be safe. Cause you never, you never know who's going to be lurking in the shadows. This is I don't know a, what that means. This is, this is such a bad way to end a show. That's okay. I don't care. To, what, to what be is, careful of somebody stalking you. <laughs> what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Take my name? Cancel my show? Too bad. You can't. You can't. <laughs> okay. Peace out, everybody. Adios. <laughs>